2: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where we dare to talk about things like space lasers, uh, uh, dragons, TV, movies, uh, books, comics, dinosaurs, maybe, uh, whatever. You need to know, we are here to tell you as long as it is about those things. I am Dan Selke, the editor of netnet And I'm here today with my special co-host, WIC writer Ariba Bouvad, who you I'm sure you have seen on the front page of Winter is Coming. She writes all the time for us. Ariba, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be here.
2: I am too, b- both because it's fun to see you because we don't really get to like talk in person. Well, you know, it's kind of whatever yeah. this is in person uh, that often. And also because you have seen not only uh, The Batman, which opens tomorrow or Friday uh, wide, the hot new Cape Crusader movie. You've also seen the first episode of Outlander, which opens next week. So you have a lot of juicy impressions to share, as I'm. I am eager to pick your brain about them. And hey, everybody, for joining us. Hey, Julie. Hey, Nicole. Good to see everybody. And um, but first, before we get into all that, I did want to go over because we are, you know, like started life as a Game of Thrones podcast. We still have Game of Thrones roots. I definitely did want to go over a new development that we're all eager about: uh, the premiere date of the HBO's Game of Thrones prequel show, House of the Dragon. Which short version, we don't know anything for sure, but longer version, uh, the evidence is beginning to pile up. Are you looking forward to House of the Dragon Ariba, the Game of Thrones prequel show?
1: Yes, very, very, very excited.
2: It should be a good time, right? Anyway, we've been trying to divine like when it's coming out, right? How's, when it's going to premiere, and they haven't said anything. But um, we learned, I think last week we reported that they're going to release a special edition of Fire and Blood, which is the book that the show is based on. On July 12th, like it's be one of those, like now a major TV show at HBO stickers and the thing It'll be one of those <laughs> things, which I'm like, OK, July 12th. That's interesting. I wonder if it's going to be around then. And then this would be found out that the 2023 A Song of Ice and Fire calendar every year they put out like this calendar with like kind of scenes from the books, illustrated by different illustrators. This year it's going to be all about the Dance of the Dragon, which is the period that the show House of the Dragon will cover. And it's coming out on July 19th. So I'm just saying July 12th for a tie in book, July 19th for a tie in calendar. The signs are starting to align that this show will probably premiere in the summer, July or August for House of the Dragon. It's starting to look that way. I'm prepared to start making calls and like putting down money, not for real metaphorical money.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds. I mean, and I'm also thinking like, what else is there on the slate that's that big? So I think this will be a. I think the summertime would be an opportune time because we've pretty much finished most of their big shows, right? I guess for the year. So this is, should be the next one. So I think that makes sense. So yeah. fingers crossed.
2: Before we just wrapped up, I think they have like Westworld at some point. Yeah, um, like the, in the fall maybe. And it'd be good yes. for them to get it out before the Lord of the Rings show, I, I, yes. I think, because that I will agree. be a big tentpole. Everyone's going to be talking about and they. Well, OK, a quick question for you. I'm talking about it with uh, Daniel. Would you prefer to have like Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon competing and running alongside each other? So there's furious discourse on Twitter, which is better. <laughs> or would you rather them do like one after the other? Because I'm kind of split.
1: Yeah, I guess as a fan, I want them to be split. Like I want to be mm-hmm. able to watch one and kind of enjoy that, and then watch the other. But then, yeah, it is kind of entertaining to see it's if they so come out at the good, same. Yeah. To kind of see like what Twitter does, because come on, that's always like fun to do, right? <laughs> see what the Twitterverse is doing. So Twitter, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah,
2: it would definitely be entertaining. There's, I, I'm sure of that. There would be some spirited discussion. But probably yeah. better for all of us if, it, if it's more separated. So, yeah, people of WIC, I'm, I'm calling it right now. House of the Dragon, based <laughs> on the evidence, summer 2022, that is the prediction. And hey, Martha, hey, Stephanie, good to, good for you to join us. Julia says, being in Australia, I can say winter is coming. Middle of July, right <laughs> right in the middle of winter.
1: Perfect. Yes, that's perfect.
2: It will be ideal for you. And how... I, I think I've asked before, Julie, how cold does it get in an Australian winter? Like even when winter is coming, what do we talk about temperature wise? I'm going to guess it's still pretty balmy, but I don't know. So with that out of the way, this to the meat of this episode, which is Ariba. Last night you saw the Batman starring Robert Pattinson as the Batman and Zoe Kravitz as the Catwoman and Colin Farrell as the penguin that one surprised me by the way I don't oh, expect yes. that one and Paul Dano as the Riddler and Jeffrey Wright as uh, Commissioner <laughs> Gordon and I think yes. John Tatura was in there somewhere yes
1: he's Carmine Falcone crazy oh cool yeah. it's a really stacked
2: cast like honestly I I hear that cast and I almost get to the point where I'm like is that too much celebrity? Is like, is that somebody like distracting? So just, I just want to ask you just your first thoughts. What did you think of the Batman, which opens tomorrow or Friday?
1: I mean, I loved it and I've been a harsh critic of DC for like for the last, <laughs> gosh, knows how long, probably since 2008, since we saw dark Knight, um, and saw mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Like I would say that this is finally, and I hope this is DC just finally getting it right. Like, a++ for me. I loved nice. it. Um, and I get you on the celebrity, like, over, like, you know, going over with the celebrities. But honestly, like, Matt Reeves and everybody that was involved, just did a phenomenal job with the pacing of the movie. Like, you don't get overwhelmed by the cast, you don't get overwhelmed by the characters, like everybody gets their time. Um, and it's honestly, it feels like a true detective movie. And I think that's what Batman mm. fans have been waiting for, especially the comic book fans. Like it just, it has that vibe to it. And it's just like this noir. Yeah, it's I just have nothing but good cool. things to say about it. And I never thought that Edward Cullen from Twilight would be <laughs> the guy to save the Batman uh, or just, you know, DC. Like it's so exciting to go to a DC movie and not come out being like, again? Like, why did this suck again? So, you know, I just I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And as for anyone that's worried about the three hours, I didn't even look at my phone. Just saying, like, I didn't look at my phone. I was into it the whole time. I know some reviews said the third act was slow, but honestly, like, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I could just keep ranting and raving about it.
2: <laughs> and uh, uh, hopefully you will. Um, yeah. Three hour. I mean, yeah, that, that, that is long. I, I, I was going to ask, is it really three hours? And it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the the, the the odd three hour movie. That is a bit of an ask. But I, I guess if you're Batman, you can get away with it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people will come to see Batman, whether it's two, three or however many hours. Yeah. Can I ask you this? So, like, we've seen so many Batman movies over the course of our our parents, our grandparents lives. And each series kind of has its own stamp, like back in the Burton days, the Michael Keaton was kind of a gothic vision of it. And then you had like the kind of campy Schumacher stuff and then the very dark Mm -hmm. and gritty Christopher Nolan ones. Mm -hmm. What would you say, like, does this new one stand out from those? And I guess how, like what what angle is this one taking that we haven't seen before?
1: I think what makes this one special, and it kind of reminds me of the Corny Keaton movies in this way, is that it makes Gotham I a character. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah. So, Gotham, and, and I think that's kind of the heart of what Batman has always been. Like, that city has what has breeded all these villains that we come to know, right? Like Batman's villains are so psychological. And I think that's why Gotham always needed to be a central focus and a character on its own. And I think that is, I mean, I would hope that that's what people will walk away from and remember that Matt Reeves' version made you feel like, all right, like Gotham, you see why Gotham paved a pathway for all these villains to turn out the way they did. And, and yeah, like, you know, like, I think that's why I like the Keaton movie so much because Gotham actually felt like that's what Gotham is. Not everything else we've seen kind of in the middle, but that's truly what Gotham's like. And I felt like that really came back this time, but in a more like sophisticated, it's, and it's dark, it gets dark. It's not like any DC movie, even apart from Batman that we've seen. So I think that's also kind of its unique factor is, and they cuss, like it's different. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> so, you know, like it, it has, it, it definitely stands out because of how they make Gotham look.
2: I I, I love hearing that because I, I, I'm i with you completely. Like the, the old Burton stuff kind of, where it's just like this weird art deco fever dream of like these weird, mm-hmm. impossible black and white stark buildings. And then in the, in the Nolan ones, it kind of looks like Chicago because it is. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. So I'm I am glad to hear that it has a sense of place is what I'm getting, which I like (laughs) as far as the cussing goes. So I know there is some stuff about like it's PG-13 and you can't and there's no smoking in it. They had to cut that out kind of stuff, which I mean, does strike me as like, okay. so I get it. So like you you want to make like a mature Batman movie Mm -hmm. with a terrorist Riddler or whatever. And it's like, messed up Bruce Wayne, but you also want to like sell Legos and um, happy meals and like, like, uh, like have a giant crossover hit. Like, what is the tone? Like, does it feel dark and grim or does it kind of walk the line nicely? What, like, I, can, can you take your 13 year old to this?
1: So when I say cussing, it happened, like, mm-hmm. I think obviously very like two times, like it wasn't like nonstop sure, or anything sure. like that. And it is dark, That's like I don't think, yeah, and I don't think um, there was any point where I was like, oh, this feels lighthearted. I feel like it stays dark throughout. And I think I even walked away last night asking my brother, I'm like, did we ever see Gotham during the day even? Like, I just had that thought, like, <laughs> was it always, yeah, I was like, it was always, I felt like there was always that dark vibe over it. And it has this really, it has its comedy, but it's not like, Obnoxious, or it's not trying to put it in there because they need to keep the rating something, or they want to try to keep it sure, sure. light. Um, I think they do a great job of that, and the the comedy is in there at the perfect times, and you appreciate it. But I would say overall, it's it's fairly dark, and I don't think that we've seen a version of Batman done this way before, where you just also get, just really just get to understand the psyche of not just who batman is but who bruce wayne is
2: Julie Julie says she's heard good things about the batman and now you're hearing another one julie because Ariba is definitely a fan <laughs> um speaking of kind of the performances i know that we can't give away you know too much obviously we're, we're not going to spoil anything i mean i am curious so okay Robert pattinson edward cullen i mean i've always liked him like this he really tried to kind of um not rehabilitate is the wrong word but uh like kind of change his image a bit after the twilight stuff i remember like him and like um that weird David Cronenberg thing. He has a bunch of stuff, I don't know what it's called. How is he as Bruce Wayne? Like, and are there performances that you say, did, 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 you, have a, did you have a favorite performance of this movie?
1: I, so personally, so first of all, Robert Pattinson as Batman, mm. I just did, I walked into it being like, cause you heard, I had already heard good things, but I'm like, yeah. is he really going to be, is he going to be a good Bruce Wayne? Like, is he going to be the one to For like sure. change it up? And, I'm a fan. Like I also have been watching his movies post twilight and he had that weird movie with Willem Dafoe, the lighthouse one. And like right. he, him and Kristen Stewart, I will say coming out of twilight have had a great career. They've had Definitely. great movies. And I think that he brings the type of Batman. I think people have been waiting for, and I thought he was phenomenal, mm-hmm. but just across the board, all the cast was great. And I think my favorite though has to be paul dano as the riddler like i was gonna ask (laughs) oh my god like i've watched him but this is just like next level like i am so glad he got this opportunity because wow is he is he a version of riddler that you've been wanting to see but haven't been able to like he was i think for me he was my favorite like performance and just the favorite character it's awesome mm-hmm. to
2: hear because, I mean, Batman things kind of live and die by their villains a lot of the time, whether mm-hmm. it's the Joker or Two-Face or whatever. And I will say, Paul Dano, when I heard that, I'm like, OK, yeah, like he's always been a little kind of unstable. I remember *Therapy Blood is a great movie. It's a great Paul Dano movie. Um, and that, that was going to be, be, be my next question, like because the, the Riddler in this is like a Unabomber inspired kind of like domestic terrorist looking thing. Um, it's a, definitely a choice and it sounds like you think they pulled it off nicely. Like it doesn't feel too far afield of what the Riddler is, but kind of changed enough. So it's different and scary and effective.
1: Yeah. I think if anything, I think this is like effectively scary in like a really real way, like as much as you don't want it to be like, it's just, I just think he does it so well that like I was sitting there and I He's was like good. thinking about Jim Carrey. <laughs> The Riddler and what like <laughs> it was just yes. like such a drastic Miles change, away. but I think like people who are fans of the comics have always known that this isn't like a happy go lucky story. Like this has always mm, been sure. a dark story, and the villains. While like you don't see Batman physically like always fighting with these villains, I think what makes them so scary is that they're psychologically freaked They freak you out, like. of course riddler gets in your head with his things and joker you know everybody has their stuff and i think that's why this version of paul dano doing it works really well because i know we have we're not used to that and it is like oh my god what is it gonna be like but i think he did it dude i mean wow like i was really surprised at how well he did it and yeah i think he will be i think people will walk out of it really appreciating his performance Cool.
2: I mean, if they nail the villain, I think you kind of nailed a Batman movie. It's mm-hmm. always so important Agreed. about it. Yeah. I have I, one of the question for you, because I, I just had to ask this, by the way, Michael Matthieu says, bring back George Clooney and Michael. <laughs> I don't even completely disagree. OK, I'm you right <laughs> now, I kind of like Batman and Robin. I liked it when <laughs> I saw it when I was a kid. I liked how goofy and stupid it was. It's not good. I recognize that, but I do kind of like it. Like I, all, yeah. I always have a bit of a soft spot for it. Yeah, the, the horrible ice puns, Poison Eye, ridiculous Outfits. I <laughs> I, 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 kind of I unironically do sort of dig that movie. Um, OK, I, I had to ask about Colin because Colin Farrell was the one who I read and was like, huh? Like, yeah. I got Zoe Krebs. Like, obviously, that, that sounds like a good match. Yeah. Paul Dano, I, I knew can play creepy. So I knew yep. they would be at least better. Or Pat Steven, like, yeah, he's got a dark and brooding. Sure, Bruce Lane, I can get that. I will say when I heard Colin Farrell is the penguin, I was like, <laughs> what? That one seemed yeah. weird. How did that come off?
1: Honestly, I, watching the trailers and stuff, I still was like, you can't see Colin Farrell in all yeah. of that makeup. And I think that stands true through the movie too. You're just like, I don't see Colin Farrell. So I think like that kind of made it work. Cause <laughs> You're used to... Yeah, like, I was, blown, I was like, weirded out. I'm like, how about Colin Farrell? And then when those images started coming out of sure, him I'm as him a Penguin, like, too, and you're just like... So, yeah, I just think you don't see him when you're watching it because I just can't tell where he is. Like, I was, like, trying to search for it. <laughs> but he does, you know, and he, he does a great job, too. Like, honestly, I couldn't say enough about the cast. But, yeah, no Penguin, he did a good job. Like, I wasn't... I kind of went in there underestimating him because I'm like, I don't know if Colin sure. Farrell is, like... Gonna be the guy for this job. Yeah, because you're used to the Danny DeVito types, right? You're like, you don't see (laughs) Colin Fairly fit in, right? So, but yeah, I mean, they made it work, and whoever did his makeup should just get an Oscar today. I think.
0: (laughs) Just
2: skip right to the 2023 Oscars. Just
1: just give them, get it to them.
2: I am excited. I'm gonna see it. Any um, anything else you want to say about the movie just before we move on? Any other final thoughts? Any other queries?
1: Um, no, I think, I think, I hope people will enjoy it. I did. And if, like I said, I know a lot of people don't like the whole three hour thing, but I promise you, if you're even a little bit of a Batman fan, you're going to love it. And there's going to be something going on every 30 minutes or so where you're like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? So I think they do a good job with the pacing. So go in there and enjoy it because it's, it's really worth it. And DC's finally done it guys.
2: (laughs) it took them a while but they they, did seem to reorganize and get somewhere although now there's the whole thing with i i know they're talking about like we want like a batman cinematic universe where where they already have like they there's a penguin tv show in the works Mm -hmm. there's a Mm this department thing in the works of Mm -hmm. course they're going to want sequels because that's what you do nowadays um but it sounds like it sounds like a great foundation and i'm looking forward to seeing it and uh Mm -hmm. we'll be having a review for you tomorrow On winnerscoming.net. Hooray! And also here. Okay, Ariba, uh, again, it's great to have you on in general, but also this week particularly, because you have been seeing all the things. So another hotly anticipated thing that's coming up, the Batman, opens tomorrow. And also, um, I think this Sunday, Mm -hmm. the 6th, we get the new season of Outlander the time traveling extravaganza on stars, which I have not watched just to just to clarify (laughs) because I describe it wrong um, about a woman who falls back in time to seven, 18th century Scotland and picks up with uh, Jamie Fraser, the Highlander. Now they're in America on the eve of the Revolutionary War. And um, it's the brand new season, the sixth season. You see Have you seen the first episode or or more than the first episode?
1: Just the first episode.
2: Cool, cool. And I guess just what were your general takeaways? What were your general impressions?
1: Yeah, so first of all, it's been two years since we've... Almost two years since we've had um, an episode. Yeah, so I think it was the longest Droughtlander, which is going without (laughs) any Outlander episodes. Um, So I would say like for the past year or so, as they've been filming and we've been kind of seeing tidbits of interviews, it's been... Set and known that the season's gonna get pretty dark and gritty. Um, And I think they stood true to that. Um, I think right away there's just things happening and things are in motion. And, you know, as you already mentioned, like they're in America, the Revolutionary War is impending, it's right around the corner. But then all these characters have gone through a lot of different things. Uh, particularly Claire Fraser, who's played by Katrina Belf. She had a very traumatic thing happen to her at the end of season five. And that was already starting to take form in like how she's dealing with it in the premiere, uh, season six premiere. So you'll start to see parts of that. And I think that was done well because it's not like it doesn't throw everything at you. Um, they kind of paced everything. But the main part of the episode is based on the new characters that will be a part of this season, and they're known as the Christie family. And with them are three three new characters. So there's the dad, who's Tom Christie. Uh, he's mm-hmm. played by Mark Lewis Jones. Then we have Malva Christie, Jessica Reynolds, and then Alan Christie, who's Alexander Vlahos. And for anyone that watched Versailles, he was in that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so already this family, you know, is there, and you immediately learn about why jamie is connected to the father uh they have a history together so you kind of start to see why this is going to be a threat to jamie as um you know he tries to continue keeping fraser's ridge which is the community that he's built and all these people live in how that's going to be threatened um and yeah i mean i just think that in 90 minutes it was a 90 minute episode by the way um and it's and it was great yeah and so it's called echoes and yeah i think right away, you get the sense that this is going to get intense. And yeah, I and when it ended, I was like, Oh, gosh, we're well, here we go. And yeah, I mean, it was good. I think fans will be happy that the Droughtlander is ending and that this is the episode we get to uh, witness for the end of that. So yeah, good things to say. It's really exciting. I'm just so glad it's back and so glad to see like everybody. Yeah, it was just really exciting overall to see all the stories come back and all the stuff that we've that I've been writing about for the last year, like this is going to happen and this person's (laughs) going to show up. So yeah, it was, it was really exciting in that sense.
2: It's very, very cool. As Martha says, she just, Martha just finished her uh, five season rewatch. And by the way, if any of you have questions for uh, Ariba, who's seen the first episode, feel free to sound off. And if they're not horribly spoilery, we can do our best to answer them. Um, Have you read the books by Diana Gabaldon?
1: Um, I, have, uh, I haven't I have finished all of them. I read the first one. So it's mm-hmm. a work in progress. But yeah, I do know that this one, I think some of the characters and now if some whoever's listening may can correct me, but I believe the Christie family was a part of the fifth book and it like goes into the sixth book is from what I understand. Maybe someone mm-hmm. out there knows better uh but yeah so this is going to be based on the sixth book but i i'm planning on it i've been reading along but i do want to finish at some point
2: i love her titles like an echo in yes. the bone go to the bees that i am gone she has she has really really good titles
1: yes and um, this one was a breath of snow and ashes
2: which also is also good one. title
1: like wow yes. very
2: <laughs> ethereal very nice yes. um nicole says loved versailles can't wait for outlander is it a lot of hype behind it Okay, I have I have like one other dumb question, just from a non Outlander fan, and then I'll ask a good question. So just like <laughs> as someone who hasn't watched Outlander, and again, this is a stupid question. And we have some questions here, but um, do they like like talk to real? Historical, like, is George Washington in this? Like, are, are there like real historical figures that come across ever, or is it they're in um, history time, so they don't really come across anybody?
1: So, from what I rem, I mean, I think in seasons past they have because, like, the conflict, like, especially in the first couple of seasons when that whole conflict of like the big battle is going on, you see historical mm-hmm. figures over there. So far, unless I'm forgetting, I don't think that they have met anybody that at least in America. I'm trying to remember season five. It's been a couple of years. I don't think we've like met any George Washington types, but that's not to say we can't, we won't, you know, who knows? That could happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone uh, besides like the first couple of seasons when there was the war over there going on with the battle of Culloden, I don't think we've seen anyone, but, oh, looks like someone said we ran into Washington last season. So there we go. Cool. He was in it. Okay. I take that back. It's been a couple of <laughs> years. So I forgot, but there you go. George Washington was in it.
2: I do like that. And as Julie asks, do you know, um, if they cover a reasonable amount of historical events, I love it when they do. And I'll be honest, I like that idea too. And again, I haven't watched the show, but I, I, I know I should. There's a lot to watch. I need to watch Euphoria. Um, <laughs> do they cover like historical events, like a reasonable amount of historical events? Like, will they get involved in like the battle of Lexington or something in the revolutionary war? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they I felt like they have quite a bit of uh, history and it's pretty accurate, like even because um, we'll see what they do now with like the war coming up and how that actually plays out. Um, but I think they're pretty close to history. And I feel like um, even the stuff that happened with the Battle of Culloden. Um, I remember when I went to Scotland and I was like comparing what I watched in the show and comparing it. Like, yeah, I think they stay pretty close to history. Obviously this is a time traveling show. So there's going to be an element (laughs) of fantasy, but I, I like it because um, yeah, I think that their historical accuracy is pretty good.
2: According to Martha. Yeah. She likes History is close. Okay. I am not equipped to ask really smart questions about this show, but like uh, what are you looking forward to most um, in this sixth season?
1: I think what I'm really, really looking forward to is I love Katrina Bell who plays Claire Fraser. She is just so incredibly talented, and it still irks me that these these guys don't get any like recognition come awards season. Never get any I recognition get at all. It like irritates me, but I'm I'm really as much as her storyline is gonna be really dark. I look mm-hmm. forward to just seeing like how she's such a great a phenomenal actress so i just am so excited to see how that storyline plays out because i do think it's gonna get a little fuzzy and dark and she's gonna start Mm -hmm. to make some questionable decisions as she's trying to like work through the trauma but pretend like she's okay so i'm invested in claire's storyline i think that's gonna be one that that's gonna be really interesting to watch unravel I wonder
2: if they'll do, like, a Lord of the Rings thing where, like, at the end, like, like in, in, in the final season, they'll finally start get some Emmy nominations or something to, like, as a oh, reward for, you know, we know you've been doing well this whole time. We've been ignoring you because we were really into, you know, Game of Thrones or Succession or whatever. Yeah. So here's some yeah. stuff to, as a consolation prize, um, hopefully. Because, I mean, it's been going for a long time now. It's, like, officially yeah. a middle-aged show. I've heard there are rumors about, like, it may be, Going into season seven, and maybe like not, maybe not going to be We'll see what happens. Obviously, um, as Martha says, I wonder if anyone will try and go back to the nineteen seventies.
1: Why not? Yeah, yeah, they could, and I know last season they tried. Uh, so the daughter of Claire and Jamie, her and her husband, they tried to, but they weren't able to get through. They still ended up right back where they were. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, yeah, I wonder if we'll get any flash forwards or not, or going back to like the present. Um, Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting to see what happens or if they'll spend their entire time just kind of dealing with the war that's coming.
2: Any other thoughts on Outlander? What's coming? (sighs) What's past? What's present before we move on?
1: Yeah, um, I think, I think this season's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to seeing if anything that happens in here will kind of help us see, like, because I know they're talking about a prequel series, so I really want to see if yes, there's going to be ever any segue into it or anything, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a great season, and it, you know, I'm reading the comments uh, someone, I think Martha wrote everyone loves Lord John. I would love for Lord John to come back, uh, but yeah, I think he's supposed to have, it, there's been rumors that the prequel series <laughs> is about him, so we'll see.
2: I bet there'll be a backdoor pilot. Um, yeah, that's my guess. That be like something. And there's like 16 episodes that they have yeah. in season seven. Maybe one of those will be dedicated to some kind of prequel. So they want to keep that stuff going. Yeah. Um, but before we go into our final segment, I didn't have this in the outline, but um, just in general, we usually have like a, what are we watching just a, anything else? And I just want to say that um, I, I'm not gonna talk about anything I'm watching now, but I am watching the advanced episodes of the last kingdom season five for next week. So even though I, I don't have the cool things like Ariba that I can share with you, <laughs> I am ahead of the curve on that one. Next, next week, we'll talk about the Last King, which comes out, I believe, on next Wednesday, uh, yeah. the ninth. Nice. Yeah, so I'm watching that. That's been really good on Netflix. I'm watching The Gilded Age on HBO.
1: Me too. Me too. What do you
2: think of it? Can I ask? Like, yeah. I am of two minds about that show.
1: Yeah. Um, on one end, I love the cast so much. So like, I think mm-hmm. I excuse, sometimes it's a little slow, but then I, I also really love those period dramas. So I'm a little torn. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, I, I'll watch anything and everything, but I, it is a little slow and I don't know if it's going anywhere. Like sometimes it feels <laughs> like it has like, and I know there's like one family it's following, but yeah. So I'm kind of in the middle, but I still enjoy it. Cause I'm just a sucker for British or any period drama.
2: Oh, I, I'm fully with you. I'm a complete sucker for, like, just really opulently costumed and set decorated, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of ye olde time things. And you said British. It, it's fully not British, but it yeah, feels it's very not, British.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I was like, I said British, and then I'm like, wait, it's not British. But, no, it's, oh, no. it's just. Yeah. I, I
2: get why you said it, though. Because, yeah, like, yeah. they're American accents, but it, it, it feels like Downton Abbey, like, completely. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the no, guy who made not. Downton Abbey is the one who made it, so, Julian, Julian Fellows. Fellows, so that's yeah. why I think that's like in my head. I'm like, it's British.
2: I mean, they all act like they're British. They all have butlers and like, it, yeah. it's like the upstairs downstairs thing, yeah. which that's part of the reason I, I I have this little disconnect with it because they're, I don't know, it, it's America. We're, we're not supposed to have this rigid class divide thing or at least as much as we do. It, it, it seems like it kind of celebrates it almost. Yeah, Like, yeah. part of me wants these really really wealthy people whose problems are like we can't possibly go over to the house people who have money we um, wouldn't dare do this to like yeah. oh come on just do it yeah. like why are you making this big deal out of this
0: um <laughs> yeah,
1: but,
2: part of me I wants w- to yell it at them but i, I yeah. also get sucked in i i am a sucker for exactly this kind yeah. of show
1: yeah this is like and i had read about it like a I think this has been like a few years coming uh, and I read about mm. it and I was like, I got to watch it. Like, I'm going to watch it. I don't. Mm. And I also love Christine.
2: Of course. Right.
1: So, you know, I'll watch it. But yeah, I think, I think I like it, but I don't think I like it as much as a lot of other similar genre type shows.
2: As Nicole said, I agree with Nicole. I agree. It's it's not a great time to celebrate class fiction in America. Which, yeah, yeah, this show feels like um, it yeah, might have been like not timed fully correctly. If this had come out like yeah. 10 years ago, I think it would have gone over better. Yeah. Um, just the way it's going now. It, 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 it's it, But it's also interesting for that reason. Like it's kind of like a time capsule in more ways yeah. than one. So, yeah, that yeah. show is interesting to me. Yeah, Are great. you watching anything else? And who out there, if you guys watch anything, feel free to let us know.
1: I've been watching Pam and Tommy. has that? it's been pretty good again like makeup artists like deserve all the awards because lily james turning into pam anderson my goodness like you can tell like sebastian stands in tommy lee somewhere but wow but <laughs> i like it i'm enjoying it i don't really remember i think it was 12 or something 10 around that time so i didn't know <laughs> right, that, right, right. I knew that but uh but yeah no it's been it's been pretty good it's not like amazing television but that is just something to watch
2: (laughs) i got you it's fair enough i'm also i'm also looking forward to that um our flag means death show i think tomorrow it premieres Mm -hmm. the pirate show. i'll watch that as well as nicole says for the gilded age she loves the costumes and sets but the acting feels a bit stiff and theater like nicole you and i are on the same wavelength like i am <laughs> in a constant battle watching that show like i'm like do i like it or do I not i can never tell she liked <laughs> like, like if she liked like in valhalla it was okay not as good as original Vikings show or the last kingdom which i think is about mm. where the critical sense is kind of landing there and as christian says yeah well, think about the mass singer i still have never watched the Masked Singer. if you ever watched the Mass singer
1: I do. I do. It's
2: fine. It's fine. It, it, you, you can admit it's not shameful. I do. Yeah. It's
1: uh, it's a type of show sometimes like I'll DVR and kind of forward through. Cause there's a lot of like in the middle stuff you don't need. So I just watch the performances and then watch who gets unmasked.
2: I've always said my, my, my reality thing is RuPaul's drag race, which I am watching that as well. I I will, I will always find a place for that somehow. Julie <laughs> says <was> watching Home <laughs> Top of French and Lady and Christian Resident Alien, which, which is the show I want to pick up. I'm still gonna try that. Oh, and the Ooh, Americans. Americans. I, 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 I miss I, the
1: Americans.
2: I never did watch that. That's someone on my list. That's someone like on the You next. have to
1: watch it. Oh man, that was that's a show I really do miss. I wish I wish everyone loves
2: had it. Had it, yeah. Euphoria yeah. too is one that I, I decided I'm going to watch that now because everyone just will not shut up about it. And I just I, oh, I have yeah. to take the plunge.
1: You could you watch that one? Yeah, I have just, uh, I'm sure you know all about it, but it is, it can get dark a little bit and a little too real. So I always tell anyone that right. wants to watch it because everyone's heard about it. I'm like yes. just watch it, make sure like you watch it and like, especially if you're binging, I feel like that could get a little overwhelming, <laughs> the content. So watch watch at a pace, I guess.
2: Take some breaks. Okay. Uh, thank yes. you for that advice. Yeah. And finally, this is a great um, surfeit of things to watch. Um, we have our final segment of the hour. We use every week uh, the Wick News lightning round where we go over a quick succession of stories where we couldn't get to them in the main hour for whatever reason. And just give our 20 second takes. No more, possibly less. But um, the goal is to get it right on as possible as much as you can. <laughs> Although it doesn't matter you go over, go under, whatever you want with, with a buzzer to let you know if uh, you've run out of time. Okay, Ariba, you've never played this game before, but um, any questions or are you ready to go?
1: I'm ready to go.
2: Okay, let me pull up. I just know you had another. Okay, the order you made. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Ariba, first lightning round question Jody Whittaker's penultimate episode of Doctor Who will come out over Easter weekend. 20 second thoughts?
1: Um, I'm excited because it's going to be about Legend of the Sea Devils, which is a really funky um, story that came out in the 1972 era of Doctor Who, so Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be awesome, and I heard there's lots of cool visual effects, so I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait, although I'm really sad that her time is ending.
2: It feels like it was just yesterday, honestly. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. I know. I
1: know. Okay, well, now for you, Dan. (laughs) Yes. All right. So now we've heard John DiMaggio is joining Hulu's Futurama mm-hmm. reboot as Bender. What are your thoughts?
2: Okay. This is a big controversy. So they're bringing up the Futurama, which is this, this is like over 20 years old Simpsons creator cartoon, which I really liked when I was younger. And they didn't sign up John DiMaggio, who's like plays Bender, who's like the the, the, the breakout character. And he was like, hold now. And he wouldn't jump on. And then he finally jumped on, probably because they gave him the money he wanted I mean, Mm. part of me, because there was this discourse about like, we'll have to find out later what the discourse is about. He's back, though. Okay, Ariba, the next story. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, all the Marvel Netflix shows have now left Netflix, but they will officially be streaming on Disney Plus come March 16th.
1: About time is all I'm going to (laughs) say, really. Um, I'm excited to see what that might mean for future films, because we've, you know, everyone's been kind of wondering about Deadpool and the ratings and if that's going to be allowed. But if they're bringing something like Daredevil into Disney Plus, I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm excited. There's
2: nudity in those shows on Disney Plus. Yeah. Brave New World.
1: All right. So Dan, so studios pulled the Batman, Mobius, and other movies from release in Russia. Thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is was it interesting. Just um obviously Russia's invading Ukraine, so all kinds of sanctions are put against Russia, including studios, like just pulling they're not sure the Batman, they're not gonna show Morbius, they're not gonna show the new Pixar thing. They're just starving Russia of movies while the international community mm-hmm. stars them of funds and monetary uh, abilities it just it's weird to see like everyone come together to do this that's probably too heavy a story to put on 20 seconds but we tried ariba patrick Stewart, john luke picard and uh professor x basically confirms he, he he more or less said it that he will be appearing in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness
1: mm-hmm if they're already openly letting him say that then all i can say is what the heck is going to be in this movie and what else are we going to see if patrick stewart is openly talking about this like oh, they I, didn't let
2: him do it. it it was it was fully like uh i'm 82 and don't care and here's the thing
1: <laughs> well whatever it is i'm just I, I just know have no idea what this movie's gonna have but i'm so excited all I'm right excited <laughs> OK, so amid the sale of CW, uh, it looks like they've delayed the planned reboot of Babylon 5. What are your thoughts?
2: Babylon 5, this big, important sci-fi show from the 90s and 2000s, the first like really serialized show that really kind of set up this big trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were rebooting it with the same guy who was going to reboot the thing on the CW. And then the CW, the big story is the CW is, 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 it is up for sale. That's kind of crazy to me. Like it's yeah, like someone's going to buy it like Disney or Warner Brothers or somebody Um, And they put it on pause. It makes sense. (laughs) 20 seconds seems like so short a time sometimes. (laughs) Okay. um, Speaking of Euphoria, uh, Ariba, Euphoria is apparently the second most watched show in HBO's history. The first most watched show being obviously Game of Thrones.
1: You know, I'm not surprised because anybody and everyone I've ever talked to, whether or not they've watched it knows what (laughs) Euphoria is. And I felt like that was kind of how Game of Thrones was, whether or not you watched it, you knew what it was. So I, and I can see why it's an amazing show, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too shocked about that.
2: I've I've really got to get on that. I'm going to (laughs) start watching it Perhaps next week after I get some, some TV stuff off it. Okay. Also under it. We're perfect. We're great.
1: Yes. Okay, well last but not least, uh Peacock is making a Twisted Metal show with Anthony Mackey.
2: Okay, Twisted Metal is like a 20-year-old vehicular combat video game series. <laughs> I remember from like my early childhood on the PlayStation. And I, I think it shows um the kind of how ha- how in vogue game adaptations are right now. And they're even the press is great. The press was just like twisted metal, the, the, the phenomenon of twisted metal. And I'm like, the, 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 come on, phenomenon. I don't think so. It's, it wasn't never a big deal. Um, it's just like I didn't to pass at all. Uh, you know, like this episode, that last 20 second clip went by in a flash because it was a lot of fun. And Reba, thanks so much for coming on here. This was fun. And you brought a wealth of knowledge and insight Aww, into well, the things you have seen.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. I loved being here. Of course.
2: And um, everybody who's watched us, thank you so much. We are, of course, here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winner is Coming, a Facebook page and the Winner is Coming, a YouTube page. And also you can get us in podcast form on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. So thanks for watching and we'll see you in a week. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 30 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.